Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello there and welcome to... I've even lost track of the number. Episode 20-something. Jeez. 20-something. You're the one that keeps track of this. That's your job. 23. 23. Episode 23. In which we will be discussing... Drama, please. Please discuss oh. it. Art. Oh, God yeah. damn it. That's a massive topic. It's a bit of a Johnny. It was either going to be that or physics. Got <laughs> 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 oh, nice, nice and raw for this week, so yeah. We're in today's it. episode of GCSE Topics, or <laughs> 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 PSHE, we're gonna. Um, yeah, no, I think that was the history of it. What you guys actual experience of it, and whether or not you think it's a viable kind of, um, kind of you know, area of life, or is it just something for rich people to spend their money if, on? Um, if you Rishi Sunak, then it's um, then it's the case of yeah, um, I know you you have a job in the arts, but have you thought about just getting another job yeah. <laughs> while we go through a lockdown um real nice yeah i do want obviously yeah in the arts i think we can definitely go into some obviously i'm being a bit tongue about, about art being something just for rich people to spend their money on obviously it's far deeper than that um and then the history of it so obviously you know it's got quite, quite an interesting history um, and as the it definition goes, of course and obviously we need a definition or two you know probably, there's probably a few for that mm-hmm. so johnny you can mm-hmm. eat your heart out with the definitions of the song so over Me- to johnny for the for the original for his first thought definition of oh, this is just this art. I mean, is it self-expression? And then I want to say, like, in because dan- dancing can be art, you know, like you can painting can be art, you know, sculptures. So I feel it's a form of self-expression, usually based within emotion or the physical world. So you know, either you're seeing something and recreating it, or you're creating something from your own um, self, usually based on something. And if you're an art student, more than likely you have to just do loads of fancy wordplay to make it sound like whatever you painted <laughs> has a reason of why you painted it, which is always like ad hoc. <laughs> sure. I've got to say that you've got to go deeper than that. It's just got to be expression, right? Is yeah, I appreciate the self-expression, but like if you're an actor in Macbeth, you're not doing your own art. I mean, I guess okay, you are doing your own version of the character that you're playing, but you're playing the character written by someone else so you're expressing something right it's you're just expression. expressing a feeling or a place or it's yeah, not actually yeah, yeah. it's not just it's, it's, you. Not, yeah, I agree. it's not self-expression it's just ex- ex- expression is is insanely it's human so it's like the most stuff. human thing you can ever do is this that means this and other people are like i get it <laughs> or i don't get it but it looks nice or looks absolutely <laughs> atrocious what why am i here <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah that, that, that level of it i think it's possible. tied together Talked to a friend who, who did this is a proper, proper like whole course at one of those very arty art schools in London. And, um, An arty art school, again, my like favourite. With a heavy drama focus, I think. And one of their sort of, you know, little tasks for the day was B, melting gold in a snowstorm. That was, that was, that was a journey. It was, uh, wasn't learn these lines and, and then do it. Uh, it was B, melting gold in a snowstorm. And I was, I was like, that's, that's heavy. And um, I, yeah, that, that's that's the kind of, and that's what people think when they think, oh, that's sort of, you know, a bit over the top kind of. Uh, but, yeah. right, okay, can I just, just jump in here? Is that, that like, as, far, as much as I like to laugh at, like, ha, 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 that, that's such a stupid thing to do. I, I, I enjoy the limits, right? 
I would enjoy being like, oh, I'm going to try and figure out how to make something like yellowy and not make it look like we in the snow, but actually like make it like, you know, do something well, th- funny it about like, it your body. I think or I twist it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I had a project <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah, weird. So I had a project recently that was for an electronic engineering course and it just said, do whatever you want. It just has to be engineering. And I hated it because... I said, like, where's the limit? Like, I don't know. It's like, is is making a new tap the limit? Or can I invent a new metal that fixes this lamp? And I asked the tutor and she was like, no, 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 you need, it needs to be realistic. And I was like, but I don't understand what I have to do. And she's like, you know, just do something. Sounds to me and like I, some lazy teaching. Yeah, like, you know, exactly. And <laughs> like I was so frustrated. Of <laughs> nah, I've got, but I was just, I was just so frustrated with like the, the crap limits that they provided that I would actually have been happy with. You got to provide an electronic engineering solution to a project of yellow and snow. Like I would have just enjoyed that creativity limit. So, you know, as much as we like to crap on yeah, this kind of crazy stuff, I'm up for I'm up for kind of being interesting and trying to find new ways of yeah, for sure. doing this and it's self-expression. Like, fair enough. Screw electronic engineering. Why am I doing I this mean, course? What, <laughs> what thing you do? Just just thinking of like the self-expression, whatever. Of, I, the one thing I hear my sister, my brother, he did performing arts. Um, I say like the the reason why he says he didn't get a first in his degree and then why he literally did a master's and got like the yeah, distinction is because he didn't get a first in his degree. He cried when he got an A, an RE and not an A, and not an A star in A levels. Um, Perfectionist. But um, yeah, but the reason that he says it is because he didn't, he said like, what what emotions did this folk in the performance? And he was just like, I did it because of this. Do you know, like, he didn't fancy up the artsy stuff and he, he, he says he got a worse mark. And hearing of like different art students are being like, I remember doing art, well, only in GCSE, but still thinking of like, what was the reason you got to this point? And I feel you go into some like um, like the London Art Museum, and some of the stuff I like the most is the really complex, big scenes. Do you know this? Maybe it's like a sprawling market, and you got all these intricate details. I really like. And part of it is just somebody documenting what they're looking at, and like they didn't have a phone back then or whatever. And that the intricacy I really like. But I feel nowadays it would be like, yeah, but why did you paint it? Well, I just. I, I like art and I think I'm good enough to be able to do this really impressive piece of artwork. Yeah, but we need something more than that. What's the scene portraying? But maybe it's, I guess it's, there's more to go into it, but part of it is like, I feel sometimes it's you thinking too much for the, the reason rather than what's right in front of you, which uh, I guess it's that, that, that in-between art, isn't it? Of well, why are you doing it? What does it show? What are you showing in the art? And what does the art actually look like subjectively, I guess? Well, tying this, tying all together this as well, is that the like fashion of art goes through stages right so oh, totally if if what if what you do is perfectly in fashion people are like oh yeah that's very good we really enjoyed that that's very nice but then if what you do is kind of outside of the box and then people at first are like oh god we hate it but then people are like oh but he's invoking expression that you hadn't thought about and you're like and then others are like oh he's so on edge God, he's so he's so valiant. The things he's doing are pushing the boundaries, and then suddenly it becomes cool. Or even later, like you've already died, <laughs> and people yeah. are like, "God, the stuff that Jonathan did was so fantastic and over the edge." We just never knew. We just never knew. Like, I mean, it he's happens ahead in of music. His time. Yeah, it happens in music all the time. I mean, I remember reading um, the autobiography or autobiography. I can't remember uh, of Keith Moon from the Who. 
um, the drummer of The Who, and he was one lunatic. of those kind of like, yeah, great, full-on yeah. lunatic. Have amazing I mean, stories coming out. Like, interesting, the, the, interesting. The, 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 about his, 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 his interview to get into The Who, it was like, yeah. he, like he sat down at his drum set and then he got this rope and tied all the drums together. And they were like, what are you, what are you doing? And he's, he's like, we've never seen him do that. He's, like, he's like, yeah, I get a bit excited when I play the drums. So they, they tend to fly everywhere. <laughs> so you have to literally tie them all together before he did his, like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I also enjoyed crazy. the fact that you said lunatic and With his Moon name's the Loon, Keith I think was Moon. His yeah, yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed that. But yes, the concept of like before him, I'm not saying that he was the first, but like he was one of the first of the concept of the drums are their own instrument. He's not just a backing thing. He's he's someone who who, who adds to it. Like the the whole idea is that he's he's part of it. He's an instrument in himself. Um, but the idea that like this is something that you hadn't thought of before. And so now you're like, wow, this is incredible. Like, this is a change of art. Is it? Is, or is it just that this is a new expression? Or is it like, I mean, people have been doing this for naturally. years. Like, is it progressive? But people later come back to it. Like, tying it all together, I don't know. It, it makes art questionable for me, really. Yeah, I see what you mean. Because it's just, I mean, I also think, like, I remember hearing about, like, the nakedness thing. There's a certain point of art where nakedness was shocking like oh my gosh the naked and stuff like that it was now it's very like no everyone's done the whole naked it's not shocking anymore to be naked or to have like genitalia on show it's just if anything i mean like for me personally i just feel like it's just a I bit lazy the romans like a bit of that and you know that's... <laughs> oh yeah and it's just <laughs> like, like yeah someone's na- someone's naked and it's, there's nothing it's not conveying the same emotion as it used to because the culture's changed so yeah like having that is like yeah if you know what i mean um yeah so the thing you're saying with fashions everything changes and i guess yeah, some stuff become was shocking is now just commonplace, and I guess you're right; it'll just loop around anyway. Mm. Cool, a cool thing I heard is also with um, the illegal trade in art, in the sense of that you can use it for like tokens. I think I've already mentioned this previously. Non fungible tokens. Non refundable tokens. Non fungible. 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 Non refundable. Non fungible basically means like if you can copy it or not. So yeah, it's basically saying yeah. you can't copy it. So. I can't yeah. believe that the internet made non. Oh, we're gonna okay. We're gonna come back to this. I I googled it recently. I didn't realize what fungible things were, but okay, we'll come back to it. But but yeah, the thought of like because art is subjective for its value of like you can literally just name a price and then sell it to somebody, and then it's just a great way to money laundering. <laughs> yeah, because it's like well. Can we put a number on it? Well, yes, but we're just pulling it out because this is what it's intrinsic. It's the same with shares, though, isn't it? You know, like, why is it so valuable? It's got some relative re- meaning behind it, but if you look at GameStop, I mean, that is... Well, uh, their shares are just for the sake of somebody decided they were valuable uh, just because. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a slight difference in terms of, like, yeah, the group mentality and how easy it would be just to be to say... But then I suppose, yeah, a group of artists would have to come together to say... This is what it's worth to me, but like the other thing with art, obviously, it could be this is is it's more sub, it's more you know yeah, subjective for, the, for that that one person who can say this is this means something to me because of X Y Z. You can't say this stock can mean something to me personally, and it's therefore worth that much money. Be like, no, mate, that's, that's, yeah. that's not how the stock market works. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think yeah, it's um it's, it's a lot a lot of um. And so yeah, so it's a history of art. What do you go? What, what springs to mind first when you when you hear that? And like, I've I've heard. I've heard it references oh, yeah. sort of just the history, oh, of, the history of got... old white men, which <laughs> no, no, but like okay, but yeah. we got we got two parts of the history of art, right? We've 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 got yeah, history. To, uh, got the art. We've, we've got to address. <laughs> nah, shut up. We've got to address the first of all. You find something and you're like, this is art, and you're like, oh look, this is, and you've got to try and take it totally at its face. Oh, this is some sort of painting, 
and it looks like it's a humanoid figure. Like there's some lump at the top and there's line coming down and the line splits. That we we would like it looks like legs and you got some other lines further up and it looks like arms. So it's it's a picture. Oh, bam! You've you've jumped into the second point where it's like it's the interpretation, right? So the first point is ah uh, right. This is some lines that someone has drawn with a paintbrush or some sort of stick and it looks sick like they've used some sort of acrylic things that they've ripped off a donkey i don't know how acrylics are made i'm so sorry <laughs> and then the second part is the fact that we have to interpret it right so you've got the the ball on the stick and the other sticks and your brain automatically goes right that's got to be a stick man and he's clearly angry or happy or sad or fighting or whatever and like your your brain can't help but try to interpret what it's seeing, right? And so that's the second part. You got the first part, which is just seeing that someone's made the art, and the and the second part that's saying it's this, that, or the other. And it's really hard as humans with emotions to to decipher between the two, like. But we we have to recognise that those are both separate points. That's what I find interesting about art. And the history of it. Mm. I like that. Mm. Part. I mean, the, the biggest thing saying for because uh, I mean, not about so not fully about the history, but I guess do you know like we usually like you know the whole urinal thing upside down, whatever. It's like you look at it, it's like that's not uh, art, really. There can we a... can we give some facts here? This is uh, Duchamp's fountain where he put a uh, urinal on its side and called it art. And then later on, the urinal was destroyed accidentally by a caretaker or a janitor or something. And then they had to spend a sugar ton of money making that urinal again in order to replicate this like 25,000 euro piece of art. <laughs> but like, I, I guess the reason how you usually think that's stupid, why does it mean anything? But I guess because you're saying you like art fashion changes of like, well, we've seen all this art, you know, we've seen it all before. We're kind of like, it is art, but we're kind of not really fussed about it anymore. And then suddenly someone comes out with some like, look, this is art. And you're like, no, that's not art. What are you talking about? And then suddenly it's like, then you'll say why it's art or somebody like it tweaks in the head actually oh is this is this why it's art <gasps> i get it now that, that's so like provocative and so like evoking of what seems like nothing but i guess it's because when you're like tired of art almost and like the new thing comes and it's like suddenly it awakens that kind of initial thing of like i get it this is why it's art this is why it's incredible or what seems like really ordinary or like a little bit odd um and i get that's how you get to that point but I think my, my thought is it must be from like fatigue of seeing the same kind of art over and over that you want to see something new and somebody has something which is like doesn't seem like art and suddenly you realise the explanation behind it is why it is. Or... Picasso's self-portraits as it like throughout his life it just, it's quite amazing yeah. because at the beginning he's very much he drew exactly what it was and he was a fantastic artist and he, well, he, his whole life obviously he was a fantastic artist but he's very very you know literal in terms of the early days. And it literal. More more abstract. Realist. Realist is the word yeah. That's, that's what I'm Thank you very abstract like to, to a crazy degree but yeah but yeah that's kind of the kind of point you're making there right so yeah i think that yeah do you ever think like okay so we're talking about right now art with like paintings and stuff but what about music like you know when someone plays your piece of music and it's maybe kind of very emotional in the sense of it's just trying to convey something i mean it could be classical it could be whatever it could be metal it's like talking to it's trying to convey anger there's that side but then there's just playing music for the sake of it because you enjoy it like there's, there's painting for the sake of it like 
What about art that's not trying to convey something that's just for enjoyment? Yeah, I, mm. that's, yeah, cause I think, yeah, that's, that's definitely a good point. Because obviously, yeah, it's who are you making it for? What are you making it for? What's the purpose of it? So yeah, I see that, I'll put that question to you guys. So Freddie, you can't answer that with, with your point. Of what, 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 what do you think is the purpose of art? What, what, what is its purpose? Yeah, well, I guess the thing is, it for? The, one, is it for the artist or is it for the, you know? the question? What's it for? Purpose of art, what do you, what's your take on that? Actually, the purpose, I guess, I guess it's like, initially, I feel it'd be for documenting stuff. You know, if you think about the first art, is somebody drawing a human or a giraffe or anything like that, or the drawing, or which is a really common thing in a lot of things, is just genitals. I mean, that's a thing that we've done for centuries and nothing's really changed. Um, but I think initially, surely it's just documenting things that you see, and then it becomes more like you're trying to first you're trying to show what you're seeing and then maybe you're trying to show what you're feeling and then it goes from that for you just trying to you know document things in a physical or as it comes to music like an auditory um way yeah okay i've got i've got the biggest question that i did research a long time ago and i can't remember it and that is the value of art is now okay you're just gonna have to like just pay attention for a second here is the value of a piece of art that you're given, is it the skill of making it, i.e. how difficult it was to make it, like a really good painter makes it because, like, and you're like, wow, they managed to paint it so so perfect to life, or the guitarist managed to do something that no one else can do. Or is it how well it conveys that thing? Like, wow, that, that painting, even though it hasn't, perfectly encapsulated what it looks like to be a piece of tinfoil it encapsulates the the idea of that scene good or bad kind of yeah Yeah. or is it just how much people think it's good like 10 people out of 20 think it's great but five of them think it's crap and other five of them think it's all right like Where's the value come from? What makes the piece of art worth something? Why do people like it? I think the name of the artist is basically... Oh, that was... I hadn't actually got to... I had one more point and I've totally forgotten about that and that was the history. Crap, I've totally forgotten about the history. Because the history is a very interesting thing that's very uniquely human. We have a second half. I know. But, like, I got I just got to track that in there. The history. Like, if I say to you, here's a pen and this pen has been used by Hitler... Oh, and this pen has not been used by Hitler, but they're identical pens. And you're like, whoa, oh my God, that pen's been used by Hitler. You're like, yes. Um, and they're like, oh, I don't want to touch it. And this pen has not been used by him. But they're identical. It's like, yes, he didn't use this one. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I think I mixed them up. <laughs> like, I mean, one of them has this intrinsic value to it. And it does. Like, I mean, go to a museum. There's, there's things in the museum that are like, this has been touched by so-and-so. Like, that, that is nothing to do really with it but it's all to do with the art like the story hence why um incredible recreations of certain pieces of art have strange stories that i'm sure we're going to go into in the second half um one thing because you're saying about a lot the the value but one thing of so i'm very amateur photographer i won't really say i am i just i like taking photos sometimes i do have a camera um i went to a photography convention with one of my friends um and he, I would say, is the two types of photography which I know of is technical photography and artistic photography. So with my friend we went to the convention, his kind of photography is very like technical. So you're making sure you've got all the, the right settings on your camera, you know, like your aperture, your, your shutter speed, your ISO, 
everything like that and you're making sure that everything is like technically flawless and the picture you get is crystal clear it's great it's exactly when you convey you like we want to make it look pretty and you do that through the technicality of it and then when i was looking at um at bq it was somebody who worked there and she was uh, an ex-photography teacher from uh, college and she said you know like what talking to one person about photography you'd feel you need the best equipment out there you need to get all the right settings you need all the right equipment and that's how you do take a good photo where she'll be like it does not matter what you have you do not need to spend any money on getting a proper camera you can use your phone you can use a cheap film thing you can go whatever um what it's about I do think sometimes maybe like really bad digital ones which are like really old probably pixels make a difference <laughs> but you know like your phone or a disposable camera or whatever it's about taking photos wherever you are and trying to capture the scene that you see and want to show it to somebody else and that's the case of it doesn't matter what the settings are or how good your camera is it's about conveying that artistic no, that's, that's, yeah. photography and it's yeah that's it and like you see like this street scene someone take a photo of the exact same thing and it looked completely different you maybe it's a different angle maybe it's whatever because somebody sees it in this artistic value and which you don't get necessarily with all the technicals well obviously the two merge together but you know someone can take a technically flawless photo but it doesn't have that it factor that you just feel um, so I think can there's, there's, I, can I, there's two nice sides, which obviously they merge together, but like, yeah. Can I add in a tiny bit? Do you guys know what lo-fi music actually means? Just because I learned about it the other day. Low fidelity. What does that, what does that mean? Well, this is the thing, right? If you ever Google lo-fi music, you're going to get probably a lot of chill, blah, 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 that's like meant to be played in the background. But what it actually means is that you hear the crackles of the record. You hear the fact that it's not quite in tune. You hear the fact that something's not quite right. Low oh. fidelity, it just means, like, it's, it's well, it, to modern day standards, badly, badly edited, badly produced. Unpolished. Unpolished, exactly. And so, I never thought about this, but if you, if you get a good lo-fi, it's like, it's got that, you know, as the, as the needle gets put down onto the record, and weirdly, even though, to all intents and purposes, that should make it crapper, it makes it more authentic. You, you enjoy it. You're like, you feel it. And you're like, yeah, I'm there. I'm part of this. This is a real thing that's being played on a real instrument. It's not just being edited perfectly through an auto-tune. And it makes it good. And you're like, why does, like you were saying, like, why does it, why do we enjoy that? Like, as a, uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. The, the enjoyment that people get out of it and what, what, what you get out of it as, as, as a, I think that is a, you know, is a serious, seriously important part of, um, of our world. So yeah. yeah, we're going to call it there for the first half. Thank you very much uh, for listening. And we are going to, I want to put some questions to these guys. I want to, the best one, I want, or the biggest question I want to put to you for, for next week is, I want you to go find what is, in your opinion, the best art oh come on that's impossible <laughs> yeah, not the best. but uh, not the epitome but just i want you to find something that you really think is like like johnny mentioned earlier like really detailed scene in like a sort of you know like a street thing but i want you to find it we'll, we'll have a look it doesn't have to be like a painting it could be anything really but like a painting and then if you want to do something else do something else but definitely get a painting and then you have it to be also you have to have one painting that's painting good basically that you think is just like phenomenal i'd be very curious to see how different they are all three of us will do this so we'll, we'll find a painting that we just think is for whatever reason, it's fantastic, and yeah, and obviously it can. I think the other thing we didn't really mention is also sentimental value, right? Because art, that's another big, big part of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah so we'll talk about that next week. So the history, sentimental things, and um, yeah. But
Um, so yes, thank you very much, and we will see you in a few moments. Welcome back to part two of Art. Uh, I'm here with Jonathan. Hello. And Freddie. Hi, I love that's part two of Art. Part two <laughs> of Art. We, 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 no no specificity, specificity needed. We are going straight in with Art. So, um, as you may recall from about, probably about a minute ago, um, we asked these guys... The main question for this week was, I wanted to find the best art. Nice and easy. Um, but right, obviously, in their in their own, completely as subjective as you like, um, specifically a painting, but also any, any other kind of art that they, they particularly just thought was, you know what, that's that's pretty good, for whatever reason. So, yeah. Um, let's go to Freddy first. What did you, oh, uh, what did you find? Crap. What, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> Google away. Google okay. Away. Well, the stuff... What I focused on was, uh, first of all, for like my favourite art, specifically with, uh, he said paintings, and I mean, I'm actually more of somebody who likes sketches and stuff when it comes to visual, arted, made things. I don't know what, what category you put painting, sketches and stuff into. I believe it comes I mean, under art. There's visual art, <laughs> which is like sculptures and stuff. And then you've got like, I mean, here's the wild stuff. Like when you write a poem... That's that's art written down that you could be like that's just a really weird way of having a drawing right it's just lines anyway whatever so uh, I went for Efrain Malo who's a Mexican artist that I really like and I just love his sketches I know it's not a painting but I just love that when it comes to art like you'd see in like a museum kind of thing can you um, yeah, can you paint a picture of one of his pictures with your words is that a um, is that art using using a really thin pen. And that's it, and yet making incredibly detailed, vivid sketches of like faces and kind of something that looks like it's throwing a punch out to you almost, but it's still 2D and it's just done with one pen, which is just wild. Is, so I really like that guy. Follow his Instagram at Mallow Art, in case you want to. Um, uh, my favourite artist. M A L L O W or M A L L? M A L O. M A L O, cool. Um, and then my favourite artist that really stood out to me was when I was at Australian Contem- Museum of Contemporary Art and this guy called Anish Kapoor makes some wild structures out of like red wax and they're just awesome I mean like imagine like the size of a train <laughs> of wax but it's also like a weird smear across the wall that kind of stuff but that's not a painting so it wasn't allowed in your question obviously. I'm just imagining like a baby bell wax though so he's yeah, no, no, loads it is. of really it looks like that. Is it red? Is please say it's red. It's that red. It's that <sighs> same kind of red. I'm Look really happy that's it. Anish Kapoor. That's N-A-A-N-I-S-H Kapoor K-A-P-O-R. And then the other stuff I researched we were going to come into afterwards, I'm guessing, is what is not art? Because I got mm. too annoyed at trying to find what was art. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? What isn't art? What? And then I also looked up um, art controversies, 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 controversies nice. things that were yeah. controversial. Sounds good. Well, I, in terms of what is art, that might be a good time to go across to Johnny for Dictionary Corner. For Johnny's <laughs> definitions. It's been, been Here we to go. Work. It's the best time of the week. Um, <laughs> so, art. <clears throat> I've, got, I've got two. I've got two. Um, the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form, such as painting or sculpture. Producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. I like the last bit of emotional power. 
Um, the, and the second part was the various branches of creative activity, such as painting, music, literature, and dance. Um, but yeah, I, I like the thing of being like the, the last bit of appreciated primarily for the beauty or emotional power. It's kind of thing. Like, it doesn't, it's not doesn't have to be something pretty. It can just be to, to evoke emotion, really. Yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah, that's, uh, mm-hmm. like that's the only thing that matters with art, really. Isn't it? So, yeah, what 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 emotions it elicits within you when you look at it, that is. Uh... That's, that's mm. it, really. That's it, yeah. My my um, I'm not gonna say about the best piece of art, but I, what personally I find is probably one of my favourites is Ivan the Terrible and his son Ivan. Um, I pronounced Ivan differently twice then, but you know, how he <laughs> Ivan, <has it. laughs> Ivan, yeah. So it's it's a Russian painting, and it's um, I don't know. I think looking at it, I've really got to see it. It's only it's like one of Russia's most famous paintings, but when you see it, it's it's like after the fact of some like a father who murdered his son. And it's just the direct aftermath of like him holding his son, but something the way that the eyes are painted is just absolutely insane, and it kind of helped but to be like, oh man, it's so like you can really feel what's happened just through like the eyes. And I know that sounds cliche, but if you see it, it's really a case of like, yeah, especially because I think it's a big painting as well. So it'd be one of those things of where you can almost feel the emotion in it of somebody who's just killed their son in a final blow, and he's holding him in his arms, and he's just got this like stare. Jeez, um, oh, I just giggled it. Do you know what I mean? It's just a really powerful kind of like piece of art. I think What's we read like for the, uh, for the Ivan the Terrible and his son Ivan. Um, That's horrendous. Kind of title gore, but. <clears throat> wow. Hey, his son's eyes are pretty bad too. Yeah. That's not bad and good, but like, oh, that's gutty. Mm. Yeah. There you go. And Alice is looking at it as well. By well, realist yeah. artist Ilya Repin, is it? Mm. Nice though. And um, the second part, which is something I I think is impressive, and I was like, the look of is, is it is marble sculptures. Mm. And I say oh, that specifically, yeah. but like one is a statue of Saint Bartholomew, and it's a really cool, really hyper realistic statue of this guy. And you don't realize at first it looks like he's got a shawl around him, but the actual Satan he is a martyr. And if you look at the sculptures of him, he's actually, the shawl is his own skin because he was skinned and beheaded for converting a king and he's one of the uh, early really, Christians. Really like, <laughs> but like, like macabre, but you know what you're going for, right? <laughs> um, but when you see, you don't notice it, but then you've got ridiculous detail for like the vascular and all the muscles and veins and the bones. And like, it's something you don't notice at first, but then you can see like the, the shawl around him has got his like fingernails on it and stuff like that, which is mad. Um, but mm. and to to go from also he's the approved saint of leather makers, which I feel is a bit like a, <laughs> a real big joke. <laughs> You've got skin, so you're saint of leather. Um, but other ones are doing like there's a you should look for it. There's a, a sculpture. He does like marble pillows, and they look so comfy. And it's made out of marble, yeah, and it's like this, all, yeah, this yeah, anything working. with yeah. silk, or where it looks like you know like a woman who's got like almost see-through silk and it looks almost see-through but it's solid marble and it's just really like kind of like that i just think is a ridiculous talent to one be able to sculpt full stop and two to be able to visually have that representation in your head and know exactly how to get that idea in your head onto stone and you know if you make any mistake that's it isn't it that's yeah the, the one that i looked up with that was um michelangelo's david I don't know if you guys saw that at all, but it's, mm. yeah, and there's a thing about Michelangelo being, being like, oh yeah, I haven't seen it in real life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he basically, yeah, he was talking about how Michelangelo, most sculptors would obviously take the block and then sculpt it, but he thought he's kind of just releasing this figure from within the marble. Like, it's already, mm. you know, so the idea, because it is already there, obviously, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a 
No, I, I like that idea of you releasing, it. releasing it. It was like a flawed piece of marble that others didn't want to work yeah, on. Yeah, it was too it thin. Like yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Crap in it, and he just managed like, to get that. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. But yeah, so those, yeah. Like the pose, I think, was deliberately chosen because he had to be at this angle because <laughs> the marble was so thin that he was actually sculpting with it. Was, yeah. I don't know. yeah. Yeah. Other things I, I do like um, abstract art and kind of more like new colours. I mean, it's just, it could be really simple the idea of, oh, you're surely just splashing paint on paper, but just the way that it's done, I think you just like it visually. So that's usually the kind of stuff I like. I have other things which go with the definition, and that's the different art forms. And of the seven main ones, I think, other ones, it says there's eight, and that goes into different types which can they overlap. One was like 24 different forms, so that was a mix of different stuff. So this, this seven one I found, I feel is like a good... Good about it. Painting, architecture, which you forget about, totally, architecture, uh, sculpture, literature, music, performing, which I assume is like theatre and dance, and cinema. I like that. So I think that, you know, like, quite all-encompassing, unless you think that's missing anything. Well, Freddie, any any thoughts on, on what is and isn't art? Wow, which obviously overlap, like you said, right? No, those ones don't overlap. How does Listen, performance Freddy. not overlap with cinema? I guess so, because the cinema, I think, is from the directing point of view. Because you could say the performances, that was different, which were in cinema. But the actual cinema, like cinematography, that's... I guess you could say that's more into photography, though. Wait, cinema is... <gasps> that inclu- wait, that includes photography. Yeah, so yeah, cinema's photography as well, then. Cinematography. <gasps> mm. oh. Yeah, so okay. I think that, that I would say that's the difference of someone's doing a performance like acting but the cinema is a completely different style isn't it and same with photography because you're capturing the scene and like the art that goes with it i guess so i guess it depends where you like draw the line and it all blurs i mean architecture and sculpture i'm sure architecture is the design whereas the sculpture could be the way that bits mm. are made but to a layman you wouldn't know right yeah for some parts obviously you would for some stuff um well so to tie it to what i was looking at which is what's not art Again, this is opinion, and people form their own opinions, and there's always holes you can pick in everything. But this person I was reading was saying that for them, things that are not art are basically things that are too specific. Like the idea of art is communication, right? You're communicating something. Um, and so, in that sense, like language is art. But the fact that if it's really specific, like I tell you, get me a banana or i play a prank on you to make you feel shock it's not art because it's just a very simple form you're just you're just evoking one very simple feeling in a very direct and obvious way there are ways that you can twist it and make it art or someone can decide that they see something more than others and so maybe for them it's art but i think this person was arguing that like emotional response isn't directly art it's that if it it's got layers to it if it's not too simple if there's potentially symbolism or different intention in it then it makes it art so like an art, uh, uh, a director who makes a really nice film for them it's probably art like the way that they put things in the details but for an average viewer who's just watching it it might not just be art it's just it's for them they're just passing the time they're not they're not necessarily being evoked with extreme responses but is it a hobby though <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Asking so was, a big question. Thank you. Yeah. So I was thinking that in that sense, like all of those pe- all of those seven types of art that you were saying, like each of them, there are going to be examples where someone makes something 
and for them it's like evocative and has meaning and for someone who looks at it it's like yeah it's just a just a house in it <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's an alright film action film on it it's like no you didn't get it it's like well the, the, for one it's art and for someone else it's not so I think I don't yeah, know if that's yeah no I, I, there's a lot to be said for that yeah. the, the reaction that it elicits is, 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 is the key really that's what yeah that's the that's what ele- elevates it to that next level right? and what mm. to, to the level it, of art basically. the thing that I really enjoyed about this explanation just to finish off is because I lived as Johnny knows with eight artists as in people studying different forms of art we're talking architecture fine art textiles fashion all of like a whole range illustration and sometimes something that they do i'd feel was just for the shock value you know they're just doing it to shock or like engage you i like guess painting but... someone who just killed their son just, just shock me no, but... or guy wearing his own skin can you it's hold just, that right there i'm just gonna get my easel you, you, you stay there i'll be right back well, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to put down. Like, they made a lot of fantastic stuff, but sometimes I'm just thinking, are you just doing that because you just want a reaction? And then this does happen, right? There are people who, they like, some guy tried to do a performance piece in London. I heard where it was him losing his own virginity. Well, well obviously losing his own virginity, I guess. But you know, and he just like, couldn't find anyone to do it with, so it didn't ever work. <laughs> the bloke standing there with a sign waiting, or like. <laughs> so I wonder if, like, if it's to just you're just trying to get maybe an ego boost because you're trying to be weird or if it is actually art to you but to others it's just simple shock or simple uh then to those people it's not art even if it is to you which kind of i like i mean i do think the losing virginity thing would be i don't know whether art but like i really like an interesting scene to see because it's i guess probably the reason why he's doing it is because it's super personal it's really intense and that thing that you don't really see more than likely other than just between two people and like what is a completely like mm-hmm. whatever moment but then how as an artist because in the same way that anyone will be overthinking and like thinking about what they're doing do you make that sincere and natural to f- while you have viewers you could say you could have it filmed with that and you forget about it but if you did it on display then are you really losing your virginity are you actually performing a piece which happens to coincide with that do you know what I mean so I, I think yeah, I mean, the mm. in a way that you'd take away, it'd be completely immoral, would art be something of where you're doing it without somebody knowing, and then you're seeing like a, a serene, beautiful moment, um, if you know what I mean. I like that, I, was your Lucy Virginity a serene and beautiful moment? Yeah, no. That was yeah. an awkward... <laughs> the man loses virginity in the woods and no one's there to see it. Did he really lose his virginity? <laughs> That's the... <laughs> to, to the tree. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, yeah, it's a thing of like... Yeah, it's not Cerrito, whatever. But do you know what I mean of like that 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 thing of where it's like, well, the first time I saw, um, Ezra like cried a tear was really cool because it's like that's a first that will never happen again. Do you know that thought of like beforehand they just cry and nothing comes out of their eyes, but then suddenly me and Abby were both there to experience that absolute first, and it was like this has never happened before. And I think that's really cool. That kind of, and I can see why somebody wants to capture that moment effectively. Did you? Did you collect the tears? Did you get in a little, little jar? I did. <laughs> did you? Did you? No, actually? no. I, I, I did. I did. I did. Um, <laughs> put my fingers like, mm, I'm going to taste baby tears. The first ever. You have plenty more to taste. Why'd you have to drink the first one? Keep it in a little jar. Well, but now it's in me, imbued, imbibed. It's stronger. <laughs> so I converted. Well, so what, you, what, kind of a, what diet routine do you? Do? Oh, you didn't mention last week in the diets episode. But all that you know, the diets one about your baby tears diet. Johnny, so 
The problem is, it's quite inhumane to get just baby tears. <laughs> At what baby. age do they stop being babies so you can't collect their tears anymore? <laughs> Five? One monster's zinc level, level ideas. Children screams better. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, yeah. No, sorry. Uh, one thing I find of... Um, I learned about BP and BC. So BC being before Christ and then BP being either before physics or before present. So before the first... physics? Well, yeah, so it's either or, and the reason why... So before the discovery out. or before... <clears throat> You'll see. So? so I looked at what's the earliest painting, what the first instance of art, and it said 30,000 BP. And I was like, what's BP? And it said it was some animal carved into a flat piece of stone. And they found it in some caves, I think. Um, but BP, what it means is it's bef- 1950s, effectively when we discovered radiation from there, there on out, we can't carbon date anything. It all just uh, it doesn't work, because we've got yes, too much radiation. So usually we do it based on half-lives of something like that I can't remember effectively using radio but in the 1950s we should call it either present or before physics that's when we scupper everything so before that point you could either say it's 30,000 years BP or probably like 28,000 years BC um, can I can I potentially repeat a fact I can't remember if I've actually said this on the podcast or not really so ever since we started doing radioactive testing you know with like bombs and crap and chernobyl and it's messed up the whole of the kind of the surface of the earth by putting a load of radioactive material on it mm. because we need to have incredibly pure metal to use in some of our like ridiculously high-end physics equipment in like the large hadron collider and stuff the metal we use is from sunken roman ships because they're at the bottom of the sea so they weren't affected by the radiation of things like chernobyl really Oh, I'm sure you have said that. That's, that's, uh, that's mad. That's really so cool. We have, to, we have to collect some <laughs> ships to use from the Roman types and use that like metal because it's not. Because um, you can't like deradioactive. You can't like yeah. take it out. Like, have you, if you seen like the um, the satellites which are in space, and like when you look at like active satellites, oh man, that's so many surrounding the Earth. Inactive satellites, well, more or less, is a blanket across the Earth of just metal flying through space, and it is the the real worry of we need to stop sending stuff up there, otherwise we won't be able to break through. Other thing for the previous episode about Fermi paradox, could it be that civilizations end up just shelving, like hammering themselves inside of the satellites? They're like, oh, we can't explore space anymore because we're stuck. We can't <laughs> anyway, see the light possible. anymore. Because yeah. that yeah, stuff gets like, if you explode it, then like it starts shattering out and damaging stuff. Okay, wait, wait, wait we're getting off the track of art. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else? You, uh, what, what else it, did you guys research this week? The, actually, the, the one thing was we I chatted a little about it before because it's seen like different things about like the the how art is high-end art is used for like tax evasion and stuff like that um and i tried looking up some stuff is like expense of where you could put it as like if you've got an office you could probably just buy loads of art for that office and then have it as a business expense but i don't know to what level that really works other ones of where you'll have like onshore and offshore onshore and off- van gogh oh. beside the paint beside the printer and there's an original money just behind the coffee machine <laughs> And then yeah, there was from the orangery, like those massive, massive, <laughs> like you know, like twenty-five meter long. Yeah, the Last Supper, like you know. um, <laughs> is, that, is that the last? Is that the Last Supper? Like, uh, in the canteen. <laughs> well, I thought it was quite. <laughs> uh, other ones are where you have onshore and offshore companies of where you buy and sell to yourself effectively, and you avoid the tax. Um, and then other things could be if you have a big art collection, and you're like, say if I think I don't know if it's just America it works, but say if you were like had. 
what they'll do to increase the value of stuff is say you've got a, a load of artwork from a certain type of artist, you get the most expensive one and you sell it. And so how art is usually valued will be based on similar art from the artist and what was most recently sold. So you could even sell it to a mate for like 5 million or like 30 million, some stupid. And you've got loads of other artwork by that same person. And then so suddenly someone's like, ah, that artwork recently sold for like 50 million. That means all the other artwork should be a similar amount. Um, just also that's how houses work usually of like how they value you look at similar properties in an area um, and so what they can then do is then they can donate all the rest of it to museums and that is counted as a charitable donation and then that comes off your tax so some might maybe like you've got 30 million in tax to pay I'm going to make a donation to a museum of 30 million dollars worth of art and that will literally just wipe out that bill um, other ones again oh. you can launder money through it by because I Watch the thing of Adam Ruins Everything um, as to help because I was looking through different things and someone suggested it and I was like, oh, it's actually quite good. And the thing of like, it's really hard to get into the art world because do you know, like with art, you know, Freddie, you'll probably know as well for like people just, you're made to do of just sell your art really. So, you know, like here's your art. Yeah, that's cool. But that's only like 50% of your mark. The rest is you just fannying around explaining why it's good. And it's, and I think the way to put it is it's like singing. Loads of people can sing. You can see on like the online, people have incredible voices, but they never get anywhere because, like with art, a lot of people can do art, but X Factor is what sells. You know, like it's when you get to that point of how to sell your voice. Not not about having a good voice. It's about selling it. And say with art, it's not just about having good art, but selling it. Even to a point of like apparently there's a gallery which was heard saying of like the art you'll find even in the street, it will be like worth nothing compared to one in the gallery. But you can bet the actual skill probably isn't too dissimilar, depending on the artist. And so it's really about the value given. And, and it is a bit of like a buddy-buddy club of where sometimes it's like only certain artists get popular because they're in the right groups or crowds, stuff like that. Apparently even like galleries will... They Daniel Radcliffe tried buying some art and they didn't sell it to him because they were looking for a higher class um, type of person. So they want to sell within the art community rather than just to random people because then it gives the gallery more value. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. And then Tenet, if you've watched that, there's a bit about that of where in airports they'll have like little rooms because it's like duty free so you don't pay like the tax or something where you'll hold art in certain places for like a year and then when you bring it out the tax is different. I don't know, but there's loads of like dodgy stuff with oh. art and how art gets its value is a bit dodgy, like high-end art. Other than like, the classics... It's weird and like there's a lot of like dodginess with actual art, so yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Any any mm. other thing I know about if you're trying to make money with art is commissions. You go to like a hotel and they're like, "We need some art to go on our walls," and you're like, "Cool, I'll do that for you," and you do it and you get paid. It's not like fancy and it's not high end. You're not going to make it a lot of money, but you get paid for doing like a job. Mm. So like, a friend of mine is traveling around South America. This sounds so sick and going to hostels and painting their walls. Like, you know, like, hostily. You know, yeah, like, like murals. cool flowers. and mu- Yeah, exactly that. Sick. And she gets paid, like, some money, and then she, like, gets stayed for free, and then she moves on to the next one. And she does different style experiments, and it just looks like a sick life. Wow. I, like, one thing of a... There's a, it's a really famous... It's, like, the most expensive, ho- like, expensive hotel in the world in Las Vegas. It's, like, $1.5 billion to make. Um, and you go into the lobby, yeah. and, like, the ceiling, instead of a chandelier, has this huge glass-blown flowers which cost 10 million dollars you can bet that did not cost 10 million for the artists or well for the glass blows or for the materials 
But because it's a $1.5 billion hotel, you can bet they were like, we're going to put a bit of extra change on it to make sure that this is, you're selling value, aren't you? There's a point of where there's that selling cutoff. Value. Bet- yeah, there's a cutoff of where it's like, actually, this is the what it costs for the work. This is what we pay our artists. This is what you do this. But because this is such a, like weddings or disability stuff of where they put on an amount because it means more. So it makes you believe that it's more valuable. Also, one thing I was going to say, um, art, it's definitely art-wise, it's also quite funny because that's what we say. You reminded me with the Last, last Supper thing. It was like, they just walk into a place and they're like, hi, table for 26, please. And the waitress is like, uh, sorry, there's 13 of you? He goes, now we're all going to sit on the same side of the table. I like that. Uh, that tickled me, but yeah, no. That brings um, me on excellently, if we have time, we do? to controversial works of art. There you go. What a so, segue. I'm just going to blast through them, just because they're interesting, and I thought people might like them. So one of them, to do with The Last Supper, is called The Yo Mama's Last Supper by Renee Cox and it's, it was a controversial piece because it depicts her naked in the middle as Jesus and then all of the apostles are African American except for Judas who is white and it's to symbolise difficulties of African Americans in American culture right now. Then we have La Nona Ora by Mauricio Catalan it's a life-size Pope who's been crushed by a meteor <laughs> surrounded by glass and it's like it's it's like literally like it looks like the Pope's just like looks like an act of God as the meteor has come down and crushed the Pope and while it was on display a lot of people tried to like get the rock off him but it's like <laughs> it's a boulder <laughs> it's massive and they were trying to get it off and be like save the Pope um, uh, then we have like people like Damien Hirst who in 1991 put a shark in 4,360 4, gallons of formaldehyde <laughs> and presented it it looks pretty cool I don't know how I feel about it you know but it's cool it's um, very cool we have Andreas Serrano's Piss Christ uh, which is Jesus um, on a cross in a jar of his own urine that actually wasn't controversial for a long time until it was at some exhibition somewhere and some people weren't happy about it <laughs> so I'm not sure if they tried to is open it. Is it called or... Piss Christ? Sorry. That was yes. The... Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, that's like, right? It's it's not really getting enough reaction. Let's just let's take it to the Vatican or something like that. <laughs> we'll wait until it gets a reaction. No one, no one's been annoyed about my jar of my cross for <laughs> Christmas with my jar of piss. The reason I did it was to get the shock values. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if I can put it in the Vatican, that way that will help out my cause. Of... It's, it's not shocking. It's not hard. It's not shocking. I need to keep this going. Is, this is in 1987. It went to several art shows and no one cared until like. Like, I thought they were going to draw away with shit, but then you can't see the things. <laughs> <laughs> it's too dark in there. Um, oh, one oh, I particularly God. liked is this um, 120-foot-long, 12-foot-high steel-curved wall that was placed in the middle of New York Federal Plaza. and the, as an, So this massive long wall that was deliberately made to be an obstruction. Does that make sense? So people had hmm. to go around it to get where they wanted to go. And the idea was that it like, makes people think for a second about, you know, like, be aware of their surroundings anyway that artist went to court <laughs> people, got so, people were so annoyed about having to walk around his structure that's um, hilarious then being oh, caught in foot traffic you know, like, i've had to queue to get to work yeah literally uh, his name is richard sarah that's called the tilted arc in 1986 we have then marshall duchamp's fountain which is a urinal that was placed on its side kind of the oh, irony right. was that it was thrown yeah. away one day and they had to go and get another one, but the make of fountain, the make of urinal didn't exist anymore, so they had to make it from scratch. Uh, I love the idea of like, surely it, it, the make didn't matter 
It was the idea, isn't it? It's not like yeah, you exactly. had any intrinsic value to make. You could use Armitage Shanks. It would have been fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of it's the idea, David de Tuna um, put a banana on a wall with some gaffer tape and um, it sold for $120,000. And some other artist came along and took the banana off the wall and ate it as a performance piece. Um, but then people actually then said, oh, no, no, it's not the actual the banana. It's the concept. And that's what sells. And so the art, the original artist guy, David Detuna, wasn't annoyed about it, which I kind of thought was cool, I guess. Have you seen the Banksy of what he did in that? Yeah, art? Like, you know, I still made 120 grand from, you know, Salatonian Bar to Wall. So, you know what? I'm pretty cool about it. You know, do, do what you want, man. Have you seen the Banksy yeah. one of where he did it and then it went through the shredder, the shredder and like, yeah. well, surely you just made that so much more valuable by shredding that <laughs> you know like wait, you've ruined it oh wait no it's more art oh man it just right. doubled it's like it sells and then he shreds it and then the shredder starts shredding and oh no the shredder broke halfway so it's only half shredded oh, it's like yeah. oh it I looks feel even more artistically yeah yeah that's yeah, gotta be part of it, it yeah um, surely yeah last one that i just wanted to mention was caravaggio's death of a virgin which is in 1605 he painted a very um realistic rendition of the virgin mary dead um uh, not like not in attractive manner like you know legs hanging off bloated body and yeah you can imagine that in 1605 people weren't happy <laughs> so there's also a thing for rage against the machine i'm trying to find out if it's actually real or not because it just reminded me and it's probably it maybe a thing of like maybe of the they were set to perform outside the stock exchange rage against the machine and like apparently they bust in a bit and then they closed it down for like a couple of minutes or something like that which again if that, that actually happened they would have lost so much money if you closed down even for a couple of minutes um, mm. but yeah so that could be a thing and obviously art with Rage Against the Machine is just, just great it's just really angry and poignant and just that's yeah, just great and either way that's definitely like fierce art because not only is it kind of music, poetry and like politically poignant um, yeah and philosophical so yeah Rage Against the Machine that's, good That's a lot of P's you just used there in a sentence. Mm. Like Page of pants the machine. Philosophical. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, any any um, any final thoughts you guys have for the art and art? That was a really small topic. Thanks for that. <laughs> nice and specific. Yeah. Next week we'll do uh, the incisor tooth at Freddy's request. Oh, um, yes. Next, uh, the one thing is, do you think landscape photography is as much art as say is like portrait photography? Do you like when someone's making like art? Do you, I want to say art, more artistic photography, where it's a bit more like a random scene, but the idea is to evoke emotion compared to just a pretty landscape. Because I sometimes feel landscape photography is more like documentation rather than the same with like if you looked at old school scientists, they would draw flowers, not because it was meant to be art, in like to ha express emotion, more so it's just documenting with the only tools available. Oh yeah, that's what ties into the not art, right? It's not. It's a, who's it, who's not it intended purpose, for? And yeah, how how's it going to be received? It, yeah, it's evoking a simple. This is what this is, but to someone, they're like, "Oh, this was a drawing that my dad did when he was an art, like he was a scientist who was looking at lilies. This means a, a lot to me because I see his the way he draw, draws in his art. So I guess mm. it's purpose in it. For sure. But yeah. Hey guys, yeah. Um, I think that's a, that's a nice little place to end. So yeah, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. And we will see you. This has been a No Idea Yet. And uh, we will see you next time.
Thank you, as always, very much for listening to this week's episode of No Idea Yet. Uh, if you have any thoughts or interest in the podcast, you can check us out on our Instagram page at No Idea Yet Podcast. Or you can email us if you've got any ideas for us or anything you'd like to, to let us know. Uh, that is No Idea Yet Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you very much, and we will see you soon.